0: Calling all musicians. Want Miguel to hear your music? How about Trey Anastasio of Fish? And R&B singer Anthony Hamilton? Guess what? They're just some of the judges on NPR Music's Tiny Desk Contest. So send in a video of your original song by January 29th, and you might just catch their ears and win the chance to come and play a Tiny Desk concert and then go on tour with NPR Music. Learn more at npr.org slash Contest. We've cooked up a great show for you today, as our special guest is Chef Kat Cora, and she's not only the first female Iron Chef, but she co-hosts the new cooking competition show, My Kitchen Rules, and the show features celebrity pairs being judged on their dinner party fair. Now, I know the key to throwing a successful dinner party is, of course, division of labor. And I have to admit, I am the chef in my relationship. I create the menu, I devise the courses, and then I hand my husband the phone and the delivery tip. (laughs) Our first two contestants will play a game where Fahrenheit 451 meets Tinder. Let's meet them. First up, Virginia Paisley on buzzer number one. You're a writer and editor who has taught English in the Ukraine. Yes. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Okay, and your opponent is Diane Flores on buzzer number two. You're a script reader for the Manhattan Theatre Company. Welcome. Hello. Uh, Virginia and Diane, the first of you who wins two of our games. will move on to the final round at the end of the show, so let's get to that first game. Virginia, what literary character would you like to go on a date with? I would... Probably have to say Mr. Darcy. Mm, yeah. People are like ooing and awing in agreement. I mean, I think there's some obvious reasons to that, but you want to give any specific reason why that would work for you? Well, I like to think I could, you know, handle him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> right? rein him in when yeah. needed. Yeah. How about you, Diane? What literary character would you like to go on a date with? There's this character named Joe Willard from a
2: series of young adult books that I read uh, by Maud Hart Lovelace, and they took place in the early 1900s, and he had a pompadour, and he was very proud, and that spoke to me
0: as a 12-year-old. The pompadour or the proud? Both. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, can you imagine a pompadour, but a low self-esteem pompadour? (laughs) hard thing to pull off. Shrinking pompadour. Big hair. Yeah. Totally self-deprecating all the time. Doesn't work. (laughs) No, it does not. Okay, let's start with a trivia game called B-O-O-K-Cupid. In this game, Jonathan and I will read online dating profiles of some thirsty literary characters who are looking for love.
1: And all you have to do is identify the book the character comes from. And if you know the character's name, that's great, and we're all very proud of you, but we don't actually want that. (laughs) But just the book. Buzz in to answer, and the winner will be one step closer to the final round at the end of
0: the show. Here we go. Full disclosure. I just went through a pretty bad affair. Never get involved with a preacher in Puritan New England. Dating isn't easy when you have a big letter A on your clothes. Virginia. The scarlet letter. That is correct, yeah. (laughs) Sounds a little Nathaniel Hoffman. (laughs)
1: It does quite a bit actually I'm a single father trying to raise my son And get back out there But it's tough in a post-apocalyptic hellscape Where the sun doesn't shine Plants don't grow And humanity has been reduced to terrifying savagery Also, I want to keep this anonymous So I hope you're okay with never learning my name
0: Is that taken from your current Okay That's actually It's
1: a weird coincidence Yeah Virginia.
0: I know it was a movie with Will Smith, right? Didn't it get turned into a movie? Is
1: is that your answer? (laughs) Yeah.
0: I have to say that is incorrect. Oh, never mind. I I have no idea.
1: Diane, do you know the answer?
0: Uh, I am legend.
3: That was a
1: movie that with Will Smith. That is what Virginia was
3: talking about. That, however, is not the answer to this question. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yes, Puzzle Guru Greg Pliska was concerned that that might be the movie and book that people I did. might think so, of.
3: Yes. No, the correct answer to this uh, question was Cormac McCarthy's book, The Road. Yeah.
1: Mm. <laughs> kind of a letdown. I apologize, yeah. everybody.
0: Here's your next one. Are you sick of reliable narrators? Do you want someone who's impulsive and likes to drink? Maybe someone who fantasizes about a woman she sees every day on her commute to London, and then maybe it turns out she killed that woman? But who knows? We've all been there. (laughs) Diane? Murder on the Orient Express. Mm. A classic. We were going a little further into now. Say, uh... (laughs) Can you steal Virginia? Um, I'll try. Uh... Girl on a train. That is correct. Um, well. Done. Yeah. Girl on a train, which is a sequel of course to uh, Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of
1: all the MRF and girls. Six things I can't live without. Designer suits, business cards, reservations at Dorsia, my Huey Lewis records, a rain poncho and an axe. Diane
0: American Psycho. You got it. As an FBI agent, I enjoy logic games and slowly piecing together cases. Turn-offs include moths, homemade pits in your basement, flesh sewing, and cannibalism. Diane. Silence of the Lambs. Yes, that's correct. This is your last clue. I'm a Victorian outcast seeking a kindred spirit to connect with. I'll take personality over looks, or not being kind of a jerk, or not hiding your mentally ill wife in the attic. Virginia. Jane Eyre. You got it, yeah! <laughs> All right, Puzzle Guru Greg Pliska, how did our contestants do?
3: Well, Ophir, it was a very close match, but Virginia is the winner of our first game.
0: We'll play our second favorite guessing game, this, that, or the other. But first, let's check in with our contestants. Virginia Paisley, you're obsessed with Bridget Jones' diary. Yes. So much so, you've written articles for it, including some that have been uh, published in The Atlantic? Yeah, she'd written before that Bridget got pregnant by Daniel. But in the book, she's married and pregnant by Mark, um, who who is then killed off. Then in the movie, Daniel was killed off instead of Mark. So yeah. these are things that bother me, but maybe not anyone else. So I actually went to a book signing and asked her
4: about these. Um, I know. I tried not to be annoying. I really did.
0: It um, doesn't sound like you tried that hard. I did. Uh, I really, I tried. I was so nice. But she looked at me like she had no idea what I was talking about. So are you planning on uh, having more contact? With I, r- the- I really think I should stop. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I understand. Diane Flores, you are working on a musical adaptation of the Amanda Bynes teen comedy, She's the Man. True story. Why does this piece of entertainment need another life? Well, my writing partner pitched me on it, and I hadn't watched the movie since it came out in 2006. Okay. And I, I had a faint recollection of it being entertaining, but I was like, that's a silly idea. And then I watched it, and it's funny, and it's relevant, and it kind of skirted around some things with gender and identity back then that now are in the forefront again. That's very exciting. It is exciting. Who are you going to cast as the lead, uh, Pie in the Sky? If Amanda Bynes would come back, that would... <laughs> She'd be too old, but let's let's give her another chance. Yeah, all right. Next, we're going to play a game about whiskey dogs and boats. It's a trivia version of an L.L. Bean catalog. So I'm going to give you the name of something, and you have to tell me which of three categories it belongs to. And today's categories are brands of whiskey, U.S. Navy ships, and names of dogs who won Best in Show at Westminster. So we're going to alternate back and forth. No need to buzz in. Virginia, you won the last game, so you win this, and you go straight to the final round. And Diane, you need to win this, or you'll have to do a shot of moonshine that we made in the bathroom sink. (laughs) Here we go. Virginia, Boxwood Barkentine. A dog. Yeah, that's a dog, yeah. (laughs) Diane, Grand Old Parr. Whiskey? Yes, that's a whiskey. (laughs) Named after Old Tom Parr an Englishman who died in the 17th century at the alleged age of 152 years old. That
1: seems unlikely.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like when his drunk friends just realized he was dead or <laughs> <Right>. something. <laughs> Many years later. <laughs> right. Where is old Tom Parr? He's <laughs> <It's> right here. <laughs> Virginia, Rock Ridge Night Rocket. I, whiskey. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Diane, can you steal? Ship. Ship. Oh, I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Rockridge Night Rocket is a dog. (laughs) Owned by the Rockefellers. It's
1: got four names. It's a four-named dog. I
0: like a Night Rocket. Yeah. Diane, special times just right. I hope it's a whiskey. (laughs) I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Virginia, what do you think it is? Special times just right. Well, now I hope it's a dog. Yeah, that's a dog. Yeah, it's a Bichon Frise. One in 2001. Virginia, Jefferson City. A ship. Yeah, that's a ship. That's right. Diane, Ole Smoky. O-L-E, Smoky. Whiskey? Yeah, that's a whiskey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a moonshine whiskey. Have you ever had
1: moonshine? Yeah, I don't uh, care for the flavor of moonshine.
0: What, what is the flavor?
1: It just tastes like fire.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: it tastes like burning stinging. It's not nice. How did just, you feel? You know, drunk. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Sounds right. All right, this is your last clue. Virginia, red knight, as in uh, K-N-I-G-H-T, night. Red knight. Dog. Oh, I'm sorry, that is incorrect. I understand how you would think that. Diane, red knight. A ship. Wrong <laughs> It's an Indian whiskey made in Bangalore It um, supposedly is delicious Diane Bonam Richard Dog You'd think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> Sorry, that is incorrect Virginia, can you steal Banam Richard? A boat <laughs> it is a, I like your resignation It's a, a boat <laughs> It is a ship Yes, that's right, well done What a game Puzzle group Greg Pliska how did our contestants it do It was
3: very very tight battle but Virginia you emerged victorious which means that you have won two games and you'll be joining us for the final round Diane thank you so much
0: Coming up, we'll find out who will face off against Virginia in our final round at the end of the show. And Jonathan Colton gets to work exploring the careers of a famous Dreamhouse doll in a song from a real-life dolly. So stick around. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and you're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR. <laughs> A quick shout out to one of our sponsors who brings you this message, Casper, a sleep brand that offers obsessively engineered mattresses. An in-house team of engineers developed Casper's supportive memory foam so it has just the right sink and bounce. Try Casper for 100 nights risk-free in your own home, and if you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. Get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com another, and to use the promo code ANOTHER. Terms and conditions apply. Support for this podcast comes from Simply Safe, an award winning home security company. Their system uses an arsenal of wireless sensors and has 24 7 professional monitoring. Plus, you pay by the month and never get tricked into a long term contract. Simply Safe has no installation costs. And no hidden fees, so you can protect your home and family the smart way. Right now, listeners of this podcast can get $200 off the Simply Safe Defender package only if you go to simplysafenpr.com.
1: This is Ask Me Another NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia. I'm Jonathan Colton here with Puzzle Guru Greg Pliska. Now, here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
0: Thank you, Jonathan. Before the break, our contestant Virginia won her way to the final round. At the end of the show, we're going to find out a little later who she will face off against. But first, it's time for a game we call Mystery Guest. A stranger is about to come on stage, and Jonathan and I have no idea who this person is or what makes them special. But our puzzle guru, Greg Pliska, does.
3: That's right, Ophira. You and Jonathan will have to ask yes or no questions
4: to figure out our mystery guest's secret. Mystery Guest, please introduce yourself. My name is Matthew Ahn. And I recently held a Guinness World Record. Yes, that's true. But as of 2017, his record has been officially nullified.
3: What? Oh my. You have to figure out what Matthew's world record was. Ophira, you get to ask the first question.
0: Wow. How you feeling?
3: A yes or no yes. question. Oh, yes.
0: <laughs> okay. So did this world record stop like midnight of January 1st, 2017?
1: No. Does the record have to do with a, some sort of physical act?
4: Uh, yes. Okay.
0: okay. Did attaining this world record require years of dedication?
4: No.
1: <laughs> do you have a unique quality that makes you especially qualified to hold this record? No.
0: <laughs> okay. Do you know the person that now has the world record... <laughs> And are you planning revenge? <laughs>
3: no, I think that... I mean, we, I think we can say that currently no one holds the world. No one record. holds no it. One, no one holds the record.
0: Come on, Greg, give us a hint.
3: Um, okay, this is a, a world record that is regionally specific. Okay. <laughs> Does it
1: have to do with you traveling to a certain number of places? Or...
4: Yes. Oh.
0: Well, so w- would it be fair to say something like the amount of places you traveled was more than anyone else's? No. Was it less than anyone's ever tried <laughs> It's been to the fewest U.S. states. <laughs> like, is it something so, okay, but it's, so it's nothing like you've visited like all the big pineapples or large buttons or...
3: Is that a yes or no question? Yeah. What is that question? Uh, pineapples are
1: large buttons, yes or no? <laughs> is it... <laughs> No. Okay. <laughs> it's not pineapples or what large Does boxes. it have to do with the distance traveled? No. Does it does it have to do with traveling to a specific geographic location? Or or uh, yes, I, I think so.
3: It sounds yeah, like you uh, don't uh, really sp- know. Yeah, no, you no don't know <laughs> a specific set of geographic locations.
0: Um
3: regionally specific.
0: Regionally specific. Is your world record New York City specific? Yes. Okay, all right. We're on to something now.
1: Does it have to do, with, right. does it have to do with buildings in New York City? Uh, no.
0: Does it have to do with subways in New York City? Yes. Okay, wait a second. There's, <laughs> a, there's a new Second Avenue subway, yeah. and that has screwed up your world record. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> does that mean that you had to travel on subways to all of the stops on all of the lines? Yes. That was the, that was the record.
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> specifically, specifically in the shortest amount of time.
0: In the shortest amount of time, so you really know how to do it.
4: Uh, at this point, I think so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so are you planning on doing it again, with the, taking into account the Second Avenue subway? Uh,
4: probably not. Um, <laughs> so the previous time that I held the record was actually the second time. I had redone it after the Hudson Yard station opened yeah. in 2015. So, okay, um, <laughs> so what
0: is the key to the New York subway system of getting around quickly?
4: Um, luck. It,
0: really? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but it actually is. <laughs> like it's not take one train and, and walk more?
4: So creating a route is, is a large part of it. Um, I spent probably about 40 or 50 hours coming up with a good route. Um, but the first time that I tried this, I was unsuccessful. Um, I had about six hours of delays. Over the course of the run, wow! So,
3: yeah, and Matthew, can you tell everyone how long
4: your record, what the, what the duration it took you to visit every stop? So, this most recent run was in twenty one hours, twenty eight minutes, and fourteen seconds.
0: Every stop. Every stop. Whoa!
4: Did you uh, bring a book? Uh, No. (laughs) What did you do for those 21 hours? just sat there? uh, So Guinness requires uh, four different types of proof. And doing this by myself, I spent most of my time just collecting data. You're required to take a picture at every station from inside the train with the doors open. Um, You are required to note the time down to the second when the doors open and close at each station. You're required to uh, have a list of witnesses, which meant that I had to ask randos on the subway um, to sign a witness book. Um, I do that all the time anyway. (laughs) (laughs) It's fun; you get to meet people. And every time I exited the subway system, I had to film every transfer to prove that I was not doing it by car or by bicycle or by skateboard. I had to be on foot. (laughs)
3: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, there's one more question worth asking. Where did you go to the bathroom?
4: Uh, so there are about two dozen uh, subway stations that still have working restrooms. So I just noted um, the points where I would pass them uh, in my route. In
0: Define case. working. <laughs>
4: uh, unlocked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Give it up for our mystery guest, Matthew On. Our next two contestants will face off in a music parody game played on Jonathan Colton's hot pink Barbie dream guitar. So let's meet them. First up, Mitch Okin on buzzer number one. Hello. You are a data engineer. Correct. Now, Mitch, you have been interested in statistics your whole life, and as a kid, you ran stats on your Little League baseball team.
5: <laughs> yes, this is true. Um, I really enjoyed playing Little League, but I also wanted to learn my computer, so I would take the statistics home from the game and run out the numbers for batting average, slugging, things like that, and then post it on the wall the next day for the next game, and everything like that. Yeah, they, so
0: did it give your team an edge? Oh, they,
5: they, they all loved it. You know, only in Little League will you see a batting average of 871. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And so, uh, so you were a bit of a hero. That well, That's what? That's how
5: I think think of it. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very good. Your opponent is Stephen Ferrari on buzzer number two. Hello. Uh, so you're wearing also a Superman baseball cap. Superman is clearly an inspiration to you. Can you tell us how Superman is an inspiration to your life?
2: I was adopted. And as a way to, it was never a, a secret. It was my parents were very open about it, and as a way to make sure that I was okay with it and nobody had felt bad about it, my grandmother would uh, sit me down with Superman comics and read them to me, and uh, she'd point out, oh, you know, Clark Kent's adopted, and he's a reporter for a, a great metropolitan newspaper. <laughs> and and this is all well and good, except that it drove me to a life of buying comic books. And working in newspapers, which is not exactly <laughs> the best career right now.
0: Well, as far as the newspapers concerned, New York Daily News is all right.
2: Uh, they used the New York Daily News f- to film the Superman the movie in 1978. Did so. you
0: feel like your worlds came it, it, together? It, in everything. That moment?
2: The moment that I walked in, everything was just right. Wow, oh, <laughs>
0: very good. That, that's kind of an amazing story. I got a little emotional. Remember, Mitch and Steven, the first of you who wins two of our games will move on to our final round at the end of the show. Your first game is a music parody called Dolly's Dollies. Mattel's Barbie doll has held many careers in her lifetime, and that is quite an achievement, considering that her measurements are 39, 18, 33, that would render her unable to stand up. (laughs) But she soldiered on. Jonathan Colton has prepared a musical parody in Celebration.
1: Yes. We took the Dolly Parton song 9 to 5 and reworked it to be about careers that have been held by an official Barbie doll. Buzz in to identify the job, and the winner will be one step closer to moving on to the final round at the end of the show. Are you ready? Sure. Yep. (laughs) Sure. Here we go. Working nine to five with the barking and the brain helping creatures thrive. Yes, I'm neutering and spaying I might dress a wound, give a rabies vaccination. Yeah, do a lot of stuff besides castration. <laughs> Mitch veterinarian. That's right. <laughs> nine two five. Might be a plastic lady, but I do the same as Ted Mosby and Mike Brady. Got my blueprints here, gonna build the dream house better. And my hard hat matches with my sky blue sweater. Mitch. Architect. Yeah, you got it. Reading a report and I say the words clearly, looking at the camera very sincerely, and every night I'm on at six o'clock. Mitch. Uh, news anchor. Yeah, you got it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That is the only uh, Barbie, by the way, with bangs. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, because she's serious. She's serious. She's telling the news.
3: How many of those did you have growing up?
0: Barbies? Uh, yeah, no. Banged, news Barbies. Banged Barbies. Barbies. Well, you can make your own. <laughs> yeah, you can. You can try.
1: A lot of Barbies end up bald. <laughs>
0: that's this true. The, the home haircuts.
1: Yep. Wearing bright red and I'm riding my horse. I'm on the most polite police force and I'm proud to be in the Royal Gendarmerie. Mitch. Mountie. A Mountie, mm. that's right. <laughs> Working nine to five For the world's diversion seekers In the office I get to wear T-shirts and sneakers Writing flawless code My best friends are all computers Making RPGs and building First-person shooters Steven?
2: Uh, game designer?
1: Yeah, that's right. This is your last clue. Working nine to five, it's a high speed occupation in my pink corvette that's got sweet acceleration, though it's dangerous. Trade my lipstick and my lashes for the checkered flags and the fiery crashes.
2: Steven
3: race car driver.
1: Yeah, you got it. Puzzle Guru Greg Plisska, how
3: did our contestants do? Mitch, well done. You're one step closer to moving on to our final round.
0: Next, we're going to test our contestants on their pig Latin. But first, let's check in with them. Mitch Oaken, you and your son are still both hooked on Pokemon Go. Uh, me more than him, actually, at this point. You but more yes. than him? Oh, yes, very much so. Why?
5: I'll give the default adult answer, which yeah. is it got me out a lot more. My girlfriend and myself are walking. I lost 25 pounds over the summer. Are you kidding? Yeah. That's thank, thank you. Thank you. Yeah.
0: So, have you uh, hunted in any uh, odd places?
5: Uh, the best place I actually ended up probably was in St. Patrick's Cathedral. Uh, during the summer, during the highlight of the game, somebody would occasionally find out that there was a super rare somewhere else in the city and a small flash mob would arrive. Uh, we were doing that on his birthday, on my son's birthday, when somebody yelled out that there was a Snorlax on 50th, which we realized that the thing was spawning uh, directly on the steps of St. Patrick's Cathedral. <laughs> so in other words, you have to stand there with your phone and catch it right there, uh, right about the time that 100, 150 exhibits Exhausted Pokemon Go players sat down, the catching the Snorlax. Is the time we heard the 9,000 pipes of the organ, St. Patrick Cathedral. The large front oak doors opened up, and a brand new bride and groom oh, man. emerged out, and uh, 100, 150 exhausted Pokemon Go players erupted into applause. <laughs> Uh, after the applause died down briefly and the photographer started taking pictures and everything, uh, there was one guy who, I don't know if he showed up a little later, I don't know if he was being a smart aleck, but right just above the din of New York City is when you could hear one guy go, yeah, Snorlax!
0: (laughs) Stephen Ferrari, so of your Superman collection, what's a valuable item? Not money-wise, something that's valuable to you.
2: I mean, they they all have something that's special to me but it's probably That's what hoarders say. Yeah, I, I know. I know. My wife says the same thing. Um, I, I probably some of the the early comics that I got from my grandmother that I still have. I'm really good at that. No, that's,
0: yeah. <laughs> so she bought them and and right the ones that she read to you. She yeah, and gave we them just to
2: kept them. I mean, they're they're beaten all to hell now, but you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't try and open them, but they I still have them. That's pretty
0: cool. <laughs> yep. See? So we've got a word game for you called Bring Your A Game. You're going to use Pig Latin to come up with the answers. And for a quick refresher course, let's go to our puzzle guru, Greg Pliska. Ears hay,
3: au ig pay le erks way. No, here's how Pig Latin works. You take a word and you move all of the consonants before the first vowel to the end of the word. Then you add a long A sound. So, in pig Latin, you'd pronounce pig Latin as igpe lay So, in this game, Ophira will give you a clue to a word and a clue to the word's pig Latin translation. So, if the clue is get close to the ground to cheer at a bullfight, you'd answer lo ole.
0: So, the clue to the original word will always come first. So, remember, be bold, buzz in, just talk it out. If you can get the first word, maybe Greg will help you figure out the second word. Maybe. Maybe. Mitch, you won the last game. Win this, and you're in the final round. Steven, you need to win this, or Greg Pliskel will record his pig Latin explanation on your home answering machine. Okay, here we go. A stinging insect might use this website to auction off honey. Mitch. B, eBay? That is right. Yeah. If you enjoy a brand of white bread with dots on the bag, good news. Plans to bring you some are already in motion. (laughs) Mitch.
5: Wonder underway.
0: Yeah, that's right. All right, how about this one? blank in the world is Carmen San Diego in your respiratory tract (laughs) Mitch. Where airway. Yeah, that's right. What the Obamas might say to their older Portuguese water dog when they want him to follow a command. Stephen,
2: Bo obey.
0: That is correct. Let's watch a movie where Jeff Bridges gets sucked into a computer and eats a main course. Stephen.
2: Tron Entree?
0: Yeah, that's right. Okay. If chocolate maker Russell visited you for way too long, Mitch.
5: Stofer's Overstay.
0: Yes, that is correct. Yes, Stover Overstay. All right, this is your last clue. If Sophocles' Oedipus needed a bone scan, he'd get one of these. Mitch.
5: Rex x ray.
0: Rex x ray, yeah, that is correct. Puzzle Girl Greg Pliska, how did our contestants do? Well,
3: Stephen grabbed onto the Obama's dog, and I thought he was going to ride him to the finish line, but I'm sorry, Stephen. Mitch turns out to be our winner of this game, and we'll go on to the final round. Thank you, Stephen.
0: It's settled. Our finalists are Virginia and Mitch, and they're going to face off in the final round at the end of the show. And if you're mentally translating this into Pig Latin, as I say it, you have a choice. Either pause and take stock of your life. Or go to amatickets.org and ikumbe a k. Either way, your life improves, eh? Coming up, we threw a rhyming dictionary at a cookbook to create the perfect game blend for celebrity chef Kat Cora. So stay tuned. I'm Ofira Eisenberg and you're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR. <laughs> Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Amazon Studios and Bleecker Street, presenting Patterson, a new film by Jim Jarmish, the writer and director of Broken Flowers and Only Lovers Left Alive. Starring Adam Driver, winner of the Best Actor Award from the Los Angeles Film Critics Association, and Gulshifta Farahani. Experience the official selection of the Cannes, New York, and Toronto International Film Festivals. Patterson, now playing in select theaters. Listening to the news all week is a duty and an obligation of citizenship. But also, it can be a real pain. Wait, wait, don't tell me. The NPR News Quiz is like Advil for the aching mind. And there's more. The weekend of January 14th, Tom Hanks is guest hosting. So listen to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me with special guest host, Tom Hanks, on the NPR One app and at npr.org slash podcasts.
1: This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton, here with puzzle guru Greg Pliska. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
0: Thank you, Jonathan. Soon we'll find out which of our contestants, Virginia or Mitch, will be today's big winner. But first, it's time to welcome our special guest. She's not just a celebrity chef, she's an iron chef. And her new show on Fox is called My Kitchen Rules. Please welcome... Cat Cora. Hi. How's everybody we doing? Welcome to Ask Me Another. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, as the first female Iron Chef in America, you know, that is the cooking competition show that basically started everyone's craze right. with cooking competition it did. shows. So when you were um, in those challenges... Did you do something before each episode to prepare for the challenges? Could you prepare?
6: Well, yeah. I mean, I, you know, worked out. I did my thing. You know, I got myself prepared. I ate, you know, I was eating clean. I was kind of like going for my workout, the whole thing. But it was really weird. When I got into a winning streak, I would wear the same socks. (laughs) I'd eat the same breakfast. I mean, five almonds on my granola my two tablespoons of or four tablespoons of yogurt or whatever I mean I measured everything out and you get weird you get freaking weird when you win five Iron Chefs in a row you get fucking weird
0: I mean seriously now, when you say you work out, you meant a physical workout. Is that because you have to be, like, fast and agile in that, in that kitchen? Yeah, I just have to do it for mental mm.
6: purposes. You know, when you have to work out, you got to get the endorphins going. you got to, like, keep limber. You know, you got to run around. You guys saw me in Iron Chef, right? Yeah. I ran the whole time. <laughs> I never stopped. Right. I mean, I was running. I had my Pumas on. I was, like, running, <laughs> right? I mean, you know, I'd fly by Bobby Flay or whoever, and, <laughs> you know, Bobby would be like, what are you doing? Like... I was always a running like fiend in Kitchen Stadium because it was like, what you had to do to win. Yeah, and I won some and I didn't win some,
0: but I kicked a lot of ass. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah, Now Julia Child yes. was a mentor to you early on in yes. your cooking career, and actually told you that you should leave Mississippi where you grew up and move to New York.
6: She did say that I should go to culinary school. She said I should go to the Culinary Institute of America in Hyde Park, and. I mean, who? I mean, what are you going to say? You sign up right away, right? I mean, you don't hesitate. The next day, I signed up. Yeah. And there I was. I was in in Culinarys of America, and then 1999, I got the show with Rocco DiSpirito, and then Iron Chef, and then it's it's just kept going. I mean, so it it just really was fast. It yeah. was Fast and furious. Do you think
0: that uh, we are all making better food because
6: of these shows? For sure. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody's more savvy. Don't you guys think you're more savvy? I mean, like, you know more. You sit your fingertips, you can go on the computer, you can go on any show, you can go on Hulu, you can go on this, that, whatever, and you can find out what's happening in the culinary world. We can go in and just DVR something. We can do this, that. I mean, I've always said, if you can read a recipe, if you can read, you can cook. And that's always been my philosophy. All
0: right. So speaking of this, the difference, let's say, between a good cook and a bad cook, your new show on Fox is called My Kitchen Rules. Yes. Yes. Now, I keep wanting to say it like, my kitchen rules. That's great. My Kitchen Rules. Yeah, okay. Yes. Why not? So in My Kitchen Rules, celebrity pairs invite each other over for a high-stakes dinner party. Right. So before we talk about the show, what do you do when you are invited to a friend's place for dinner and you know they are terrible cooks? You're very diplomatic. (laughs) (laughs) You
6: taste and you eat. I mean, I've eaten... A lot of really bad meals with people I love. <laughs> and you know, that is a nothing...
0: one-woman show right there. there by the way, it is.
6: A lot of bad meals with people I love. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a one-woman. I could do a whole show about it.
6: I mean, literally, you have to just—you've got to be gracious. I mean, if anybody cooks for me, I feel so nurtured yeah. because I'm cook- I'm always doing it for everybody else. I'm always giving. I'm always teaching. I'm always providing. Because people always talk about, I'm so scared to cook for you. Don't be scared to cook for me. Cook for me. Please. I'm asking you. Yes, please. Cook for me. (laughs) This woman wants a
0: meal. Come on. Please, I want a meal. I want a meal Cook for me. So So some of the celebrities on the show, you have Brandy, you have Lance Bass, you have Andrew Dice Clay. Were they good chefs for celebrities or were they good chefs by chef standard? They were good because they were no, they were, none of them were good
6: for chef standards. Okay, good, <laughs> good to know. <laughs> they're all celebrities. Yeah, <laughs> they're doing their best. They're doing their best, right? They're good home cooks. They're all they all claim to be home cooks, but we create an environment where we wouldn't allow them to fall short. Really, it's about teaching them. Look, you're not going to open boxes. You're not going to open cans. You're going to cook with fresh ingredients, right? You're going to cook from scratch. We're going to do this the right way. You're competing. You came in here and you told us that you could cook. We want to see the cooking.
0: Yeah. And uh, I'm sure there's some good surprises as to who kind of brought it. You're never going to guess it. All right. Very excited. Lance Bass, let's go. Never. All right. (laughs) Never going to guess it. So what ingredient do you think is the trendy thing that is totally overused that uh, we should see less of? Definitely a lot of the um,
6: foams and, yeah. you know, the molecular gastronomy yeah. and things like that. I mean, I think that's done for a while. I mean, it may come back. But I think that and um, what else are we doing a lot of? How do you feel know. about bacon? Bacon, I believe me, I just opened a burger place in Santa Barbara. I mean, we're using bacon all over the place. I'm <laughs> kidding. A bacon, cheddar, mm. burger. I mean, all kinds of good barbecue. Like, all right, you know, yeah. Rio spawn, like I'm hungry. I'm hungry.
0: See, I can tell that you have had I mean, to work seriously, really uh, as a successful person talking about food on television because you actually described food that I can taste as you are yes, saying it.
6: Exactly.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> All right, Kat Cora, are you ready for your ask me oh, another challenge? I guess so,
6: yes, I'm ready. All I'm right. Ready. I'm ready, I'm ready. Let's do it. That's it. I'm ready.
0: Now, Cat one staple of television cooking competitions is the challenge where contestants are given a bunch of ingredients that make no sense together. Right. And they have to create something edible. Okay, got it. Right? So uh, that's the inspiration for this challenge. Nice. And in this I'm game. Back every... in having nightmares about <laughs> iron right. chef I that's bet already. Yeah.
1: In this game, every answer is two foods that rhyme. For example, if we gave you the clue, combine a big old ribeye and a birthday treat with candles on top, you would answer steak cake.
0: Okay, wait, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, so you're just going to rhyme them together. We'll go through it. All right, cool. Okay, here we go. Let's try this one. Here are your first two ingredients. A white creamy pasta sauce and Idaho's famous tuber. Alfredo. And? potatoes t- Alfredo <laughs> potato. There you go. Yeah.
6: See, See I did it. Okay, here we go.
1: (laughs) It's the Middle East meets Belgium. Your ingredients are fried balls of chickpeas and a breakfast staple made with an iron. Falafel. Yep. And
6: (laughs) with (laughs) a... Waffle. Yes. I can do this. I'm... I'm making it more interesting, Uh, okay? I
0: I have a side question for you. Okay. You said that if you could choose your secret ingredient, you know, for an Iron Chef competition, you would choose a tank of live octopus.
6: Baby octopus. Baby octopus. Oh, they're so awesome! They just go like this, and you got to catch them and like cook them and like throw them on the grill and like. They're awesome. <laughs> can, but Ma- can you make okay? This a okay? i okay? i oh, oh yeah, no, I get it. I hear a bunch of oh, oh, oh. oh. Yeah. They're octopus. They're meant to be eaten. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're on Earth for. They live for that. They want to be eaten. If I was an octopus, I was a ba- baby octopus. Mm-hmm. My life, if I was given to a gourmet restaurant, oh, my God, like a three-star restaurant, and I'm on the grill, and I'm so tenderly marinated, oh, my God, rubbed and massaged before I was cooked and eaten, I mean, hello, or you want to swim in the ocean all your life? No. (laughs) You know. I I want to be massaged
0: and fried.
6: (laughs) How many octopus get that chance?
0: Every once was, in a while, I'm super happy I asked a question. Okay. <laughs> and that was my super happy of this evening. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here's your next question. Okay. Next question. Whip up something classy with a jar of Grey Poupon and a pudding-like dessert. Hmm. Mustard. Yeah. And then a pudding-like dessert that rhymes Is with it. Is a custard. Yeah, mustard custard. <laughs>
6: for 30 minutes of sleep it's in pretty good. 48 hours. I think it's amazing. Okay. Let's keep going.
0: Let's I'm keep ready going.
1: now. <laughs> I'm ready now. We okay. only have about Wait, uh, 25 on, hold on, hold on.
0: more of these. Cat <laughs> Corp right, just took off her blazer, which means things are getting serious. Yeah. Iron Chef,
1: watch out. Okay, here we go. All right, It's a lunch meat surprise. Take the sliced meat that has a first name, O-S-C-A-R. And pair it with a traditional Italian vegetable soup? Bologna.
3: Pronounce it with less <laughs> class. Yes. <laughs> Pronounce it like you didn't go to cooking Bologna.
6: school. Bologna. Yeah, you yeah. Go. And Bologna. a traditional
1: Italian vegetable soup?
6: Minestrone. Yeah. You got it. Bologna. I had to go back to my southern roots for a minute. I was, I was in France for a second, but then I had to go to Mississippi. Okay. Yeah. Got it.
0: Okay. All right, this is your last question. Uh, so this one, the theme is get ready to party and or vomit. Your ingredients are oh. all right. a common tequila cocktail and a processed cheese product made by Kraft. Margarita and... Mm. Colby
1: Swiss and Cheddar blended all
6: together. Oh, that, oh, I get what you're saying, like mm. that um, thing. <laughs> The audience want
0: to start it off? It starts with a V.
6: Velveeta! Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah.
0: Thank you, guys. I caught in friends. Cat Cora, together, you got them all correct. <laughs> <laughs> Barely. <laughs> you are an amazing guest. And Thank you, uh, so you went not Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. Oh. So congratulations. Yeah.
6: Yes, I got a Rubik's Cube, yes.
0: My Kitchen Rules airs Thursdays on Fox. Let's hear it one more time for Kat Cora.
6: Thank you so much.
0: Now it's time to crown our big winner. Let's bring back our finalist, Mitch, who is playing Pokemon Go with his son and chased a Snorlax and found it at a wedding. And Virginia, who could totally handle dating Mr. Darcy. Puzzle guru Greg Pliska, take it away.
3: Virginia and Mitch... Your final round is called Delightful. All the answers in this round are going to consist of two words, both of which start with D. For example, if I said a clue in Jeopardy where a contestant can wager their entire earnings, you would answer daily double. We're playing this round like a penalty shootout. You'll each get up to eight questions. The contestant who scores the most points will be our big winner, and your prize is an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. Autographed by Cat Cora herself And a tank of baby octopus So we flipped a coin backstage And Virginia, you will be going first Yes So, are you ready? Here we go Virginia He's the beloved Disney waterfowl Who first appeared in 1934 And wears no pants Donald Duck That is correct All right, Mitch. Coffee and baked goods chain known for its munchkins. Dunkin' Donuts. Correct. Virginia. Common yoga pose where you stick your butt in the air.
4: Downward dog.
3: That is correct. Mitch. Common opening words for a journal entry where the writer addresses the journal itself. Dear Diary. Correct. Virginia. Actor whose breakthrough TV role was conspiracy theorist and FBI agent Fox Mulder. David Duchovny. That's correct. Mitch, the reality TV show about the Robertson family and its hunting accessories business. Duck Dynasty. That is correct. Virginia, an option in blackjack or a KFC sandwich that uses fried chicken instead of bread. Double Down. That's correct. Mitch. Mitch. A small portal that allows canine pets to enter and exit the house on their own. A doggy door. Very good. Correct. Now, I'd like to tell you we're at the halfway point, and the game is tied at four points each. Very exciting. Virginia. Rapper with a physician's title who found fame with N.W.A. Dr. Dre? Correct. Mitch, literary character who can talk to animals, famously played in the movies by Rex Harrison and Eddie Murphy. Dr. Doolittle. That is correct. Virginia. The state that first ratified the U.S. Constitution and its capital city.
4: Dover, Delaware.
3: That's correct. Mitch, denim short shorts named after a TV character who often wore them. Daisy Dukes. That's correct. Virginia, hit 1987 film that gave us the immortal line, nobody puts baby in the corner.
4: Dirty Dancing.
3: Very good, correct. Mitch, cult thriller starring Jake Gyllenhaal and a six-foot talking rabbit. Cult thriller starring Jake Gyllenhaal and a six-foot talking rabbit. You have three seconds. I got nothing Uh, daredevil no I'm sorry that's incorrect the correct answer was Donnie Darko okay the score is seven to six you each have one question left Virginia if you get this question right you win so Virginia former child star known as Screech on saved by the bell Dustin Diamond that is correct congratulations Mitch, thank you so much for being with us.
0: Mitch, you were awesome. And congratulations, Virginia. You're our big winner. our show. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is Greg Pliska. Hey, my name anagrams
3: to Sparkle Gig. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Thou jolt a cannon.
0: Our puzzles were written by Andrew Kane, Matt Foster, Sean Kennedy, Scott Ross, and senior writers Karen Lurie and J. Keith Van Stratton. Our senior supervising producer is Art Chung. Ask Me Another is produced by Mike Katz of Travis Larchuk, Julia Melfi, Danny Shin, Rimmel Wood, and our intern Toya Singh. Along with Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman. We are recorded by Damon Whittemore, Rick Kwan, and David Hurtkin. Ask Me Another was created by Eric Newsom and Jesse Baker. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, the Bell House. Hot Heel Blues. And our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias, Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Now, I know if you made it to this point in the podcast, you are a fan of our show. Thank you so much. So why don't you do us a favor and rate us on iTunes? Or better yet, leave us a review. Your support helps other people find our podcast. Thank you. Next week on Ask Me Another, we dust off our Alpha Moo Alpha sweatshirts for a special show at Haverford College. And we're joined by comedian Eugene Merman, who is a rare example of someone who actually uses his college degree.
4: I went to Hampshire College, where I designed a major in comedy.
0: So they just said, do whatever you want. You said comedy. They're like, all right, four years. Join me, Ophira Eisenberg, on NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia.